Hi, I'm Neil McCoy-Ward and I want to give you a big welcome to today's video. Now, just over three months ago, I made a video called The Great Resignation, where I talked about all the movement in jobs and how people were quitting their jobs without you know, other jobs to go into and some of the, the craziness that was going on earlier in the year. That video generated more than a quarter of a million views, so I thought it was only fitting to make another video today talking about the new wave that we're now going into, not the great resignation, but the great reshuffle. Now, according to the CEO of LinkedIn, job transitions have increased by 54%. And this is year on year, by the way, as well. Bear this in mind, year on year in younger generations, particularly leading the way. So one thing you've got to be aware of when it comes to, you'll keep hearing about, it's the younger generation that are responsible for all the transitionings and quitting jobs and jumping jobs every other week at the moment. These people you have to understand, millennials and Generation Z or Generation Z if you're in Europe, actually grew up in the periods of recessions. And this is very key because it will obviously set a precedence for their mindset of job jumping. Now this isn't to say it's a negative thing, it just is what it is. And I'll go through all of this, very unbiased account. I'm gonna go through all the statistics, the data, and just go into all of this today. So Generation Z's job transitions have increased by 80% in the last year. Millennials are transitioning jobs at the second highest rate up by 50%. And then we have Generation X with 31%. And finally, leading the way, boomers with just 5%. And it's not over yet. In August, this was a study done by the Personal Capital and the Harris Poll found that two-thirds of Americans surveyed were keen to switch jobs, with 91% of Generation Z feeling that they wanted to switch jobs in the very near future. Of course, one thing I do want to put in, because out of all the studies that I've read over the last couple of weeks, there was only one that actually talked about this key point, which I was very surprised that they're not including this in the data. And that is, let me just read out what I wrote here. We cannot overlook the fact that a lot of older workers are now retiring early, keyword early, due to health concerns. So obviously, you know, everything that's been going on in the last year and a half. So this is one of the main concerns, as well as medical mandates. Very, very key distinction here. A lot of people have been forced to retire early with little prospect of getting another job, especially in the medical field. So this is very prominent right now in the United States. You've probably heard a lot about this, or maybe you haven't heard a lot about this, as the case may be. But this is accounting for a lot of people who are retiring early or losing their jobs at the moment. Uh, this exists in other countries as well. Also, most notably, Australia, where many jobs require proof of vaccination as a prerequisite for continued employment. But I think to summarize, overall, over the last 18 months, it has really shifted the mindset of a lot of people and forced them to think more about their priorities and what's important to them in life. Additionally, then, I want to go over some of the statistics or the key findings from the June 2021 
American Perspectives Survey. Over the past year, the US government has spent $764 billion on unemployment compensation benefits, $968 billion on payroll subsidies to struggling firms, and $867 billion in stimulus payments to individuals and families. If you're getting value from this podcast, then you're going to love my private community, which can be found at patreon.com forward slash Neil McCoy Ward. We have over a thousand members in that community. It is a fantastic community of like-minded friends committed to finance and economics. Every month, not only do you get my investment-based posts, but you also get a video which is all about macro and investing. So if you're not sure what to do with your money at the moment and how to invest going forward, you should definitely join the private community over on Patreon. Thanks for listening. Factories are now ramping up production, stores are opening, businesses are reopening, and of course now there is a huge demand on employees. But unfortunately, a lot of the employees are not wanting to go back to work. This is causing a lot of the strain that you're hearing about at the moment. And one very interesting statistic then, the federal government reported a record-breaking 9.2 million job vacancies at the moment, enough jobs to provide employment for the over 9.5 million Americans who are currently looking for work. So it's quite interesting actually listening to these debates and people saying there should be a 0% unemployment ratio if people would just go back to work. Well, ladies and gents, it's not quite that simple. When you actually look into the data and the statistics and you look at a lot of mothers have decided that they want to stay home, raise children at the moment, go back to work in a year or two. Well, you can't say that, that people like that should go back to work. No, if someone wants to be a mother and stay at home, then that is their right to do so. But to get into some of the government statistics as to why there is, as they call it, unemployment um, hesitancy, so, or, or should I say, employment hesitancy coming back to work, it is, here we go, healthier savings accounts boosted by federal stimulus checks. They're basically admitting to causing the problem on their own. Virus fears in young people which is interesting because I would have thought logically the fears would be in the old, the older the person, the greater the fear, but it doesn't seem to be that way. With some of the studies, it's showing the younger the person, the greater the fear of going into the workplace. Very interesting. And increased family demands. So one of the most controversial and heated debates that we're seeing a lot is about the unemployment benefits. And the arguments put forward is that these unemployment benefits have created a nation of lazy people. Very strong words from some of the politicians here and the senators. Uh, Business owners and some economists have argued that when Congress and the administrations boosted unemployment compensation, first by $600 last spring and then $300 again in December 2020, The effect was to pay people more through unemployment benefits than they could earn at work, thus creating a disincentive for job seeking. And now, of course, the the psychologists who are getting on on the argument are saying, well, it's, it's very simple. If you take human beings and you then put them in a position where they don't have to work, everything's given to them, and then say, actually, you've got to go back to work after a one year period, 18 month period, a lot of those human beings will just say, I don't want to go back to work. 
I like being at home, doing whatever I want to do, going out wherever I want to go. This is actually what um, some of the psychologists are saying now is causing this big issue. And a lot of people just don't want to go back to work. Another statistic, while under normal conditions, the median unemployment duration is just over nine weeks, the average time is now 20 weeks. Some workers lost their jobs or had their hours cut due to the lockdowns. 16% left work to take care of family members and 75% are currently looking uh, to get back into the workplace in six months or so. So if you listen to the statistics here, it looks as though in six months, this is when things will start to pick up again. What about some of the obstacles then of returning to the workplace? What are these? Well, among women, 30% are not currently working because they're caring for children and family members. Uh, This figure rises to 42% among women aged 30 to 49. 39% of women say flexibility to balance work and family needs is one of the most important factors in choosing a job. And 59% prefer remote working so that they can care for family members whilst during the workday. But of course, another point that isn't really being talked about and some of the data that I track is that a lot of people are actually using this period of time to re-skill, re-educate themselves, get new qualifications, train themselves for new jobs. And I actually think this is a good thing. And it would be something that if I were in that position, I would be doing myself. I would be learning new skills. My only concern is that I believe some of the people are learning skills that will be irrelevant in a few years time. What would be a good skill to learn right now? Anything to do with tech, anything to do with you know, futuristic technology is where I would be focusing my energies right now. Meanwhile, though, around half of US states are trying to speed up these workers returning to work by cutting unemployment benefits. But it isn't working. As many people have said, they much prefer not working and getting the benefits. The unemployed are looking for work. However, they are not necessarily looking for the same jobs they had a year ago. They want the right job with higher wages to offset the rising prices of inflation. Ladies and gents, I said this would happen. This was more than a year ago, maybe 18 months ago now. I said exactly this would happen once the inflation hit, that then people would start saying, well, why bother going back to a job where I'm going to be earning a minimum wage, predominantly minimum wage earners we're talking about here, lower earning um, employees. Why would they go back to a job that they're going to be you know, very low paid when uh, all these costs are going up over 40 percent just on fuel costs in the last year? So year on year up to September, uh, over 42 percent, I believe it is right now on gasoline at the pump in the United States. This is now the challenge that the central bank and the government have created through all of the stimulus and quantitative easing, which is still ongoing, by the way. A lot of people think it's ended. It hasn't. The quantitative easing is still ongoing. They haven't even started tapering yet. So let's look at the overall unemployment figures now then. The most common reason in pretty much every study that the majority of people say they are out of work for unemployed is due to health concerns or current health issues. So health concerns will be the pandemic over the last 18 months. This is one of the reasons why um, we have around about 25% say they do not want to go back into the workplace, either because they're concerned or have a health condition. Another 20% cite family responsibilities. 
13% say they've been enabled to find the right job or position and they're not in a, a rush to, to go into the wrong position, while 12% report they are pursuing education or additional training opportunities. So again, it's really important that we get nitty gritty on this data because it's easy for a lot of YouTubers and you know vloggers to say, all these people, all of them that are unemployed are lazy and whatever else. It is simply not the case, I assure you. Of course, you're always going to have some lazy people. They exist in every society who just don't want to work no matter what and would rather claim unemployment benefits. But it isn't the majority of people. You know, some of the statistics, 80, 90 percent. No, it's not. It is a much smaller percentage than that. But I personally don't think all of these unemployment benefits and stimulus have helped the matter at all. Combined with now the inflation, it has really caused a lot of issues. A lot of interviews conducted, uh, again, there was the same comments coming up over and over again. The high cost of living is forcing us to get unemployment benefits, to pay for our housing, healthcare and living requirements. Going back to work just isn't worth the financial returns, especially in, again, this is one lady saying, in my state of California. Next then, another key point is the side hustle or the rise of the side hustle. If you don't know what a side hustle is, this is where you may have a job already, but you're doing something on the side to earn a little bit of money. Maybe you're a, a realtor on the side of your day job. Maybe you do cryptocurrency or you do trading or you know stock market, something like that. Um, you might be a delivery driver. You might be a, an Uber driver on the side. These are known as side hustles. And over the last year and a half, a record number of people have started doing side hustles. In fact, more statistics here, 26% of Americans say they now have a side hustle. Amazing. Side hustles are especially common among the 38% who are employed part-time and 37% of those who are currently unemployed. The majority of people who do a side hustle as their main way of earning money say they simply have no interest of ever going back to a nine to five job because they value their freedom and their time a lot more than working for the man, as the quote says, working for the man. Another controversial point then is unemployment benefits. And you won't be surprised to hear that there's a quite a big divide between Republicans and Democrats on this. 44% of Americans say the federal government has been too aggressive in supporting people who are unemployed. 21% say it has not been aggressive enough. 35% say the support that the federal government has provided is about right. Now, here's where we get on to the, the partisan divides then. 64% of Republicans believe that unemployed benefits in their state have been too generous compared to just 17% of Democrats. So in essence, then let's get to the summary. The last 18 months have really given people a lot of time to stop and think about their life, to really focus on the priorities. This is what happens when you're not, uh, you know, on the wheel, as it were, just running uh, day and night from, from, from your work to home to work from home. And you have that time to stop and think. What it does, it enables you to actually think about the things that are important to you in life, to stop and ask very important questions such as, do I want to be earning X amount of money but having a very poor standard of living? Or would I rather cut down my income but have more time with family? These are some of the big questions that have been asked and, of course, answered 
over the last 18 months. I've already covered the great migration in terms of housing as well, how a lot of people have moved out of the big cities and moved to either the suburbs or the countryside. A lot of people have moved a lot more rural. Some people have moved states, Idaho. Uh, a lot of people have moved to Idaho. A lot of people have moved out of California, moved out of New York, etc. So we have seen a huge amount of movement. And I think there's still a little bit more movement left to come over the next 12 months. So I personally think it's going to be at least six months before we start seeing a normalized job market again. And this is of course, assuming we don't have any more crises as we go forward, especially moving into winter, where I think the likelihood of another crisis dramatically increases. Ladies and gents, thank you so much for watching this video today. I really appreciate your time and your likes for the YouTube algorithm. Uh, please subscribe if you haven't already. And if you're one of the people that says you don't get my notifications, such as when I'm streaming every week, just make sure to click that notification bell and turn it on to all. Um, apart from that, uh, thank you so much for being online today. God bless you and your family, and I'll see you next time. Take care.